Welcome to the podcast. This is a weekly podcast by Denver Transplants. We are the Andrews, and this is You Aren't From Here. Boom. Episode 74. Yeah, we got our first rainy day. It's like, I feel like that's got to be official spring type thing. Well, especially after it's the kind of piece where they were like, oh, it might snow or not. We don't know. Uh, And so that's how you know it's spring, because when you have like a 60, 70 degree day like we had on Monday and then they're just kind of guessing at whether or not it's going to snow, that that's that's spring. But it's also the the unfortunate kind of summer preview. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, I would also say that big news, huge news. Opening day for the Colorado Rockies is going to be April 8th. And that is a Friday. So that's just going to be finally. I mean, downtown's going to be mayhem. April it's awesome. 8th. I feel like also, and uh, I don't know if you've had this experience because you've worked downtown. We did previously, but um, the, the day of opening day, people always cut out early and just start drinking. But it used to be like a Tuesday or went like a midweek four o'clock game. And no, so. Yeah, it typically is. I think, I think the first game might be April eighth, or do they have a game April seventh? Because um, I guess it looks like that originally they might have announced opening day was going to be the seventh, but then it got changed to the eighth. So I don't really know the difference. But according to the Google, it says April eighth, Friday April opening 8th. day, which is a Friday, and our office. I think it depends on who you work for or who you are on uh, <laughs> when you get out of the office. <laughs> well, it's a two ten game. So some, you know, someone's got to cut out early, but like a, a nice Friday boozy brunch looking ahead to April 8th. Yeah. That, no, that could be a great day, a great start to the weekend. Yeah. And I would say that that is the official start as well to being able to attain the Colorado nine. What's the Colorado nine. You never heard of a Colorado nine. Oh, I think I know. It's the is tr- this ski nine runs? and Yeah, it's the ski. You go skiing in the morning, you play nine holes, and you watch nine innings. Okay. okay so it, all one day. Of course, because it's fun to blow things out of proportion. I have come up with, along with a few others, so I can't take full credit for it, but we've come up with what we call <laughs> very juvenilely the six by nine challenge. So – so you do six things nine times. So it's larger than the Colorado nine because it's multiple things. But so, and some of them are a little silly, but so basically what we're thinking is ski nine runs. Then you play nine holes of golf. Uh, you bike nine miles, watch nine innings. And then throughout all of that, you eat nine hot dogs and drink nine beers. So six things, nine times, six by nine challenge. All right. I mean, I that, think most people probably consume nine beers during the Colorado nine, so it's not too difficult, but the yeah. hot dogs is probably the hardest one. Well, the, the question is, do you just like the night before you just boil, especially if you're doing it with other people, right? So three of you, you just boil 27 hot dogs. <laughs> we did talk about last year about doing a Colorado nine. You aren't from here, bus. Um, we need to look into that, Andrew. So we'll see what we can do. Might do a sponsored bus at some point and get a group of people to do the Colorado nine, get a bunch of listeners and, you know, pay an entry fee and we'll just, we'll have a bus that takes us to all three. So that could we'll be see, really fun. We'll see how much motivation Andrew and I, and I get, and we'll let you guys know on that. But uh, 
Leading into the episode, this week we are down to the final four of the You Aren't From Here Bar Madness. And this past weekend was the Elite Eight, and there were some some pretty big upsets. So we'll we'll keep that for the end of the episode, but uh, stay tuned for that. And next week will be the finals, and then we will work to schedule a happy hour at the winning bar, as well as hopefully an interview as long as we can get a hold of that owner. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's good, good options overall. I think, you know, from a Final Four perspective, it's kind of what, what you can ask for, but we'll uh, dig in a little bit more later. But yep. as far as what did you learn, Sweatnam, in addition to learning about the Rockies, what other outdoor activity-related stuff did we learn this week? Yeah, so this one was mind-boggling to me. Um I never realized that how much like Denver used to utilize the rivers for transportation. So back in the day, they used to use like the the Platte River and the Che Creek River for, for transportation on the water. But they're actually, if you've ever been to Italy or if you've ever seen movies or you've ever done any type of research of Italy, there's a city called Venice and in Denver, we used to have a thing called Venice on the Creek. And it started back in 1996. And basically, it was to bring attention to the downtown and to basically re- revitalize downtown parts of it. And what they would do is they would take gondolas, like somewhat similar to a Venice gondola, on the Cherry Creek River, and they would basically go down it and you'd pay a certain amount and basically had a person drive you down the river and they had ballasts and they had gates over on the sides that they would allow to, you know, go up and down waterfalls and go up and down the river. And it talks about, you know, people in high school, they used to work as, as boat operators and people got, there's gotta be a word, a word for that. What's the name of the Venice like boat operator? I can't remember, (laughs) but they used, they said that like people got engaged on it. People got, like there was all kinds of just like excitement and fun things. And in 2000 and what was it? 2009, they had to unfortunately shut the whole process down. I guess they had about $50,000 in repairs that needed to be made to the river for the locks and for the different like ballasts and things. And I guess the service really didn't make a ton of money. So it really wasn't like the money mover of the business or like it was more of like an exciting fun thing to revitalize the city, not as much of a money maker. So they decided to shut it down in 2009. And ever since uh, there's boats that have been sold off, there's boats that are in storage. And then I think there's some that have just kind of disappeared. So I thought it was really cool that we used to have Venice on the Creek Um it was just cool. Uh, that is outrageous and a great job on the what you learn because this is so, this blows my mind that we used to have it. But if you sort of think about it, right, like there is a lot of infrastructure around the river and to the extent, right, the Cherry Creek Trail. I've well, always thought that Denver's pretty like developed as far as inside of the city having pretty good bike trails and especially the Cherry Creek and, and South Platte Trail is a big part of that. So I feel like the infrastructure from this probably lent itself to to helping out uh the development of the bike trail no 100 i mean it sounded like back in the day that this part of the city wasn't very popular and this was a big part of it 
And it actually does say that, quote, uh, Joel and Clark, I guess, used to drive one of his boats. And his first job was called a punter, which I guess is the people that row the boats. <laughs> yeah, the, and the boats are called punts. So <laughs> that, I, love yeah, it, I think this I think is they awesome. Bring it back. I mean, it was a non-for-profit, so like they only this kind of one probably only lasted until the city really took off, and you know. But I think it's like a great date option. Like this would be so cool to take like an anniversary date or some kind of serious date to go on this thing, and then go to dinner like just awesome. was the river cleaner back then like that also kind of must have, because it, uh, I, have you ever been to venice those rivers aren't that clean they're not clean i've actually never been i'm italian i've never been to italy i feel like that's a big miss for myself i but. mean they're not like it's not chlorine <laughs> you're, not in a, you're not in a pool so i don't know i thought it was really cool the more you know uh, Denver used to be have Venice on the Creek, which was on Cherry Creek. Great one. That, that was awesome. Yeah. Probably one of my favorites. Also. I, I want to follow up on that. I don't know. We, we should get it. Uh, we should interview a punter. And yeah, I think I, when... I'm actually down for that. I, I think it'd be hard to find one, but <laughs> if anybody knows a punter, reach out or we're going to go searching for random people. It sounds like a Craigslist ad that we should post. It does. <laughs> Awesome. Thank, thank you for that. Um, yeah. Moving on to the where did we go, which I guess will kind of tie into our bracket madness, although it's no longer in the bracket. Where did uh, we go this week? Yeah. So this week I, I wanted to get one of the bars that I had not been to. And obviously being myself and being heavily focused on the Highlands, just because that's basically I would say it's where I'm born and raised in Denver, if that's the thing. Uh, was the islands so <laughs> i'd never been to the high lonesome and the high lonesome's over off of 3360 navajo street so if you have a general idea of where avanti is just because i think it's a good landmark for most people when they see the highlands it's basically back it's kind of northeast of the avanti like a couple like probably three to four blocks northeast of avanti and it's really cool um they had it's just like a very i don't know it's kind of hard to explain if you've ever been to forest room five imagine forest room five like the darkness and kind of the weirdness but take all the weirdness out of it and it's like that it's just like that kind of small dark intimate feel it's super like eclectic you know like it i feel like uh, and and fortune five isn't entirely like this but high lonesome sort of is in a way it's like it's sort of like a hoarder to some extent like someone like took a theme and they were just like all right let's add this and this and this and and make it a little dim in here yeah and but it's it's well done i think i I like the highlands i'm glad you went there but no yeah and that i mean it's like i mean they basically have a bar on the right when you walk in and then on the left side is a big huge booth with tables and chairs and then at the end of the hallway or like the end of the bar it basically has a jukebox and it has a piano or a uh, pool table. So it's basically everything you would want in a bar. I mean, like who doesn't like sitting in a booth and who doesn't like playing pool and playing your own music. So I honestly like absolutely love this place. Like I, I, I just feel like it was a very intimate bar. I don't, I didn't see anything about them having any type of happy hour. Um, 
or any type of things like that. I didn't do that much research, to be honest. But I, I don't think it really needs a happy hour. I mean, the bar, the, the drinks, I think, were relatively like fine and like price wise. And I, I don't know. I don't need a happy hour to go here. <laughs> and I think it's worth mentioning too. Um, so, what kind of drink did you get? Because I know they, they have like whiskey, a lot of whiskey options. And I think that's kind of how they approach, if I remember correctly, right? Like they're a whiskey centric bar or something like that. It does say it does say classic and modern cocktails, along with diverse craft beers poured in a relaxed, dimly lit local pub. Is how it's explained. Um, but I, I didn't. I just had a couple beers. Just kind of stuck to the same old, same old. I didn't really realize they were known for their whiskey cocktails, but uh, definitely something I would go back and try. Like I, I this place is on. It's on my usual list. Like if you need a date, and it's like a first date, and you want to do something kind of funky. Or second date, you want to do some kind of, I think it's, I think it's a great spot for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think looking, just looking at their website, it looks like that they have a ton. And this looks sort of what I remember when I was there. So far, like they have a very extensive whiskey list and it's not crazily priced, right? Like, I mean, I think how much, how much, what were the pricing on the beers and stuff? The beers from the, um, from like the kegs, like the giraffe were definitely more expensive. I think they were, you know, six to eight bucks, which, I usually think is probably in our common like normal bars nowadays is probably pretty reasonable or is like what everybody kind of charges. Um, and then I think the cheaper beers are probably four to five bucks. So kind of reasonable. Um, I would say very on brand with every other bar you're going to go to in the Highlands. Nice. So what rating wise, what would you give? It sounds like a usual. So I mean, expecting a, a solid rating here, but, but what do you, this, what are you thinking? This, this tops, I mean, this is like right there with four stream five. Like I couldn't, I'm I like deciding between the two. I would, I think I'd almost pick the high lonesome. Um, wow. And size wise, it's tiny. Four stream, yeah. Four stream five is much bigger. Yeah, so and it has think, the outdoor area, but I don't know. I just liked I liked how the intimacy of it. I liked the atmosphere. I just liked everything about it. I I gotta go like eight point seven. Wow. Yeah, that's a big just, rating. You gotta go if you live in the Highlands. You've been go. Yeah, if you live anywhere else in the city. I mean, and look it up. I bet like you know it's a pretty nondescript building, so I'm sure people have passed it many times and probably not given it too too much thought, but. When you walk inside, it's it's a cool, cool kind of vibe. Yeah, and I would say, um, just FYI, it is open every day except for Monday, and it's open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. So, really, the only day you can miss it out miss out is on Monday. Um, so, if you like going on Monday dates and you want to take me up on my uh, suggestion of dating, going on a date there, uh, don't go on a Monday. But you could go after Friday Rockies game. Yeah. Perhaps April eighth. I wouldn't say it's the vibes you would get there, <laughs> but um, it's just I don't know. It's it's intimate. If you want an intimate, cool, fun bar, it's a good spot to go. Um, awesome. So yeah. So leading on to the episode, um, Andrew, do you want to do just because I think the Elite Eight was like pretty pivotal, and now we're just down to four bars. Can you do a quick overview of the Elite Eight and who won each round or each game? Yeah, you know, sweat pivotal is a great word to talk about. I, I feel like a Chris Collinsworth, you know, voice right here is very appropriate. 
I'm like, pivotal is the perfect word. Because, I mean, at least looking, you know, right off the top, right, one of the biggest ones we were looking at was happy camper recess. Like, can recess defend its, you know, like place in Denver lore, I guess, for, for lack I think of a better it was word. kind of long-term thrown that kind yeah. of got, you know, the new guy came in town and tried to shove him off the, off the throne. And we were iffy. I mean, definitely hopeful on recess's side, but I think it's pretty astounding that recess is, is the king. And uh, it, it pretty handily beat happy camper, which I think was a bit of a surprise to us. Yeah. Um, I would say that they, their, uh, the recess Instagram account, has had the most activity out of any Instagram account we've had out yep. of all of the bars. So that might've played into it. I don't know. Yeah. But they, they stomped, stomped happy camper. Absolutely stomped. And Hey, shout out to the rest of our final four members. If you run the Instagram account and you're listening to this, this is a way to get us, get your bar to win. And then also probably get some more new customers and yeah. rack up a, a nice, nice build tap. And then, uh, uh, for the bar in the next but i wouldn't weeks, say so. we didn't we didn't cheat uh recess, no we didn't cheat yeah recess disclaimer recess. like we do things very fair right like like we mentioned we get our cars registered on time and we do everything by the book because yeah. we're good so citizens on to the next one Loto ballpark yeah Loto ballpark this is an interesting one too i mean you know view house which is also a staple and terminal bar which we still can't explain as to why it's still in this tournament uh but i guess pinky up um, this one, I, I think if you ask most people, except for you and I, because we are so in tune with our listeners, most people would probably pick view house, but we ended up with terminal bar coming out on top here, um, yeah. which I think is interesting from a Lodo ballpark perspective, but I don't know if I'm still trying to figure this one out. Like what's, what's your take on this? I mean, I, I think as I kind of said in the last episode, view house is the place where people go to get shit faced. Like. They're ready to rage, like they're ready for like bottomless mimosas. They're, you know, they're probably going there on opening day and they don't want to see anybody they know or from work, I guess. And then terminal bars, that place where, you know, it's, it's an easy spot. It's, it's at union station, which a lot of people love. And if you ever need like a business, like lunch, if you want to date, if you, there's really no reason not to go to terminal bar unless you're trying to get shit housed. And so that's why I think people, our listeners, you know, a little more pinky up, a little bit more feeling like they want to just have a drink and not be the, the drunk 22 year old at the bar. So, and, and maybe the work pieces. Yeah, that's a good point. And maybe that is the work pieces like for Lodo ballpark bars, you know, there's a lot of offices downtown. It's terminal bar is just weaved its way into being like a great after work spot where people can decompress. And maybe that's why, they go to low to a ballpark and not instead to go to view as to get shit canned. Yeah. So I like that take terminal bar in the final four and 11 seed big upsets. I mean, it took down Blake street tavern, took down Ryan house. It took down ghost donkey. ghost donkey. It took down view. I mean, it's faced every single kind of competition you want. So, yeah, I mean, little engine that could, we really didn't give it any credence, but it surprised us at every, every way. So Looking ahead, terminal bar versus recess is your matchup in the final four. Um, we'll, we'll get kind of takes on that after we round out the rest of the final four, but interesting, no one seeds on this left half of the bracket. Agreed. Uh, do you want to give us the rundown on Rhino? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, definitely. 
these are uh, these are two of my favorite parts. Um, I mean, they have the Improper City versus number 38. If you didn't know, Improper City used to have the largest bar or patio in Rhino. And then number 38 came along about two years ago, a year and a half ago. And now they have the largest patio. So this is kind of a similar matchup with the Happy Camper Recess where um, you had kind of the old guy, which was, I would say, in proper city. And number 38 is kind of the new guy in the street. And number 38 took the took the, took it. Um, I don't know. I, I think I get it. It's new. It's got more live music. But I just like the nostalgia of Improper City. Like if, if you're gonna call me on a snowy day and I want to go to a bar, it's gonna be Improper City. If I want to yeah. see the live music and you know the CBC in place, I'd probably go to number 38. So I'm not offended by number 38 winning. I just I guess I got nostalgia with Improper City. Yeah, there's a good point to bring up the kind of recess happy camper comparison, because this is is the opposite of that in a way, right? And so yeah, I mean, I, to number 38's credit, they do, you know, I, I, they were one of the early interviews of, you are from here, so obviously from a, a personal perspective, to some extent, we're happy that they were moving on. But also, like, from a, a marketing perspective and, like, a bar perspective, like, they, you know, the, the people who own that place and who market it, like, work very hard. You know, like, they want live music to be a central thing, and people love live music. Like, the vibe of live music is is really irreplaceable. I think that kind of comes in contrast with an, an improper city where they do have a lot of events, but it's not always like live music central. Um, so that was kind of an interesting breakout between these two. Uh, yeah. Both, you know, obviously great outdoor spaces, but in terms of like the places that they represent, number 38 being a, a great live music venue and then improper city just being a great venue venue for all kinds of stuff. So it was interesting to see that that live music went out, but Maybe in the period of COVID where we haven't had as much live music, um, maybe people are really craving that and and why number 38 came along. Yeah. I would say we also, we if you didn't know, we did interview Improper City pretty early on as well. Um, so those are both, both dear to my heart. We took interviews early. Um, so leading on to our final matchup in Cap Hill slash South Broadway slash other. Uh, I mean, it's the most predictable bracket we've had. Um, number one <laughs> seed Stonies versus number two seed Punchbowl Social, and number one seed Stonies won. Which I, you could have told me that, like day one, that Stonies was going to win out of Capitol Hill, and I, I mean, you just can't beat Stonies. No, it's a great bar, and say what you want about our seating skills, but we got it right in the end. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one, we did a good job. So remaining, it only took us to the Elite Eight, but then it made sense. <laughs> yeah. So remaining bars for our the first ever you aren't from here bar madness is the number two seed recess for came out of the highlands for Lodo ballpark it's the 11 seed terminal bar for capitol hill south broadway other it is the one seed stonies and last but not least out of rhino we have the number four seed number 38 and the matchups there are going to be recess versus terminal bar and number 38 versus stonies very exciting final four we got here who who do you got your eye on? Who's going to be in the finals here, Sweat? It's going to be Recess Stonies. For the sake of a differing take and to just, you know what, bet on the little engine that could, I'm going to take a very popular 
unpopular opinion. I'm going to agree with the Stonies, but I think it'll be Terminal Bar. And I, I, you know, if I'm proven wrong, then I'm very happy. You're going to be I, wrong. I like recess, but you're going to be wrong. See. I mean, recess is. Hey, we've bet against it every round and we've been wrong. So that's true. Um, I think it's kind of like one of those ones where they're facing, it's like the St. Peter's playing UNC in the actual March Madness tournament where <laughs> you only have so much magic in March. And then eventually a really good team gets a hold of you and then you lose out, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm happy to see the matchup. I'm predicting recess for Stonies. I think recess wins. And honestly, I think a lot of it comes down to their Instagrams been everywhere. I mean, they've been reposting our stuff. They've been, they've been active. They they're really promoting the, the bar madness. So I'm a big supporter. I love recess. Wouldn't yeah. mind seeing them win. And, you know, coming out of my hometown of the Highlands, I'm fine with it. That's true. We are, we both live in the Highlands and we both love recess and shout out to their Instagram for reposting us. All right, guys. Well, get ready this week for the final four on Instagram. They will, as we have been doing the last four weeks, five weeks, um, there will be the matchup for the final four this week on the Instagram story. And uh, if you disagree with anything or disagree with anything we said, feel free to put it in the comments. We had some disagreements this week or DM us as well. We will be doing the finals. So we will be figuring out what the final bar was, who won it all. So the final four and the finals, just like they do in the actual NCAA back to back bang, bang action. Uh, And this time next week, we'll know what the best bar in Denver is. So that's pretty exciting. And I'm, very much looking forward to that as our rainy spring days become nice summer days. Yep. So get excited for the bar that is announced to be our first. You aren't from here. Happy hour. Uh, we'll figure that out from what becomes number one. And we'll, we'll start working on a date and hopefully get the owner of said bar as an interview. So thank you guys. That's episode 74. Have a great week. Buy your tickets to opening day and get ready for the car. Let's go rocks. Whoop. Thank you.